Orange County traveled up the I-5 to battle Seattle Sounders FC2 over the holiday weekend, but they had a little bit of a disappointment, I guess, a little bit of unluckiness uh, as they are only able to come back with a 1-1 draw and only pick up one point in a crucial match, especially after they had dropped all three points to RGV last week. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. As we are underway from the champion soccer stadium, first time into the box, it's a great ball, and it bolts in! Oh, it's a world-class goal from Orange County! Chablo, Chablo will have a go off the deflection, and it finds its way in. Selmo shooting from the corner, he put it in! And there will be no second opportunity as Andre Rawls shuts it down. This ball finds the top left corner, and Orange County has struck again. Past Hashimoto, Segber shooting, scoring! Escalante sits on it, and Rawls somehow was ready. And I like, and I like over the top, and it down, it's in! Orange County equalizes! What a debut! Not only for the stadium, but for Sola Avalaji! Are you ready, Orange County? This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you each and every episode as we talk all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me as he does every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how are you enjoying this heat that, uh, or how are you, how are you planning to enjoy this heat that's coming up for the weekend? Uh, well, I'm not going to enjoy it, really, I think is the what's going to end up happening. But what I am enjoying is the uh, the day off this past Monday. That way, the, anytime you can get a, a holiday, you know, a nice three-day weekend, uh, whether or not you work a, a normal Monday through Friday job or it's, you know, you're in school or, heck, just enjoying a, a, a holiday where it's pretty much geared towards spending time outside maybe at the beach with a barbecue, some cervezas, uh, you know, you got to enjoy it, I, I, I believe. Right, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, I would know nothing about uh, cervezas, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely definitely had a, a great Labor Day, so I uh, hope everyone else did as well. hope everyone got the, got the day off and got to enjoy some, some free time before we head into the fall. Yeah, my Labor Day, we pretty much, we, we, we did more of the activities over the weekend, like the Saturday and the Sunday, and then we spent uh, Monday doing more of the house cleaning, getting things straight up, took the kids out to the pool for a little bit. Um, my wonderful Labor Day meal was some chili cheese or deluxe chili cheese fries from Del Taco, so um, didn't do your typical Labor Day on my end, but uh, maybe I was sort of a little disappointed um, after the match on Sunday that saw Orange County drop some points up in, is it uh, Tacoma against yeah. Sounders FC2 or whatever they want to call themselves. So I guess let's go ahead and I guess get into that. Uh, you can tell from my voice it wasn't the most exciting match as an Orange County Soccer Club fan, especially coming off of the RGV match uh, that we had lost. I think Dylan and myself last episode, we both were pretty confident and pretty hopeful that Orange County would be focused in this match and at least put the, the match away early and bring home the full three points, but that's not what happened. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping for a better performance from the team than against uh, RGV, and we definitely got that. The, the scoreline did not reflect the way this game went. Um, as per usual, Orange County conceded first, and they conceded a goal within the first 15 minutes. Um... And like you've said in the past, is it that, that 12.30 or 1 o'clock kickoff that really just stuns the team for the first 45? They seem to turn it on substantially faster. Um, you know, there's that, that free kick in the 10th minute that uh, Bjorman just put too high. Um, he got his body a little bit too in front of the ball, and then from that point on, when you're reaching back like that, it's hard to keep it uh, on target. So you know, I the, get... the, 
that 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 Bierman uh, goal. I, I I'm sorry to cut you off there, but we talked about it. I think was last episode or the episode before when Alex Cornelli had one of those you know rebound goals that he had to react quickly and he got it on there and I sort of called it that was a pretty nice goal nothing fancy but it was just a pretty nice uh, completion of the goal there uh, and we saw this situation with uh, Bierman uh, I mean what five feet from the goal and right in the center of the goal and somehow was able to instead of getting it in the goal got a NFL field goal off of it and unfortunately in soccer we don't get the three points for that is it three points for a field Oh, it is. That's right. So now everyone who's listening knows I don't watch our uh, hand egg equivalent in this country. Um, but yeah, the way the ball was it was coming to him and the way he was sidestepping over to it, was just, he just ended up too far uh, in front of it um, towards the goal line and, and had to reach back with his left leg and, and try and get his left leg high enough after just getting his weight off of it to to keep the ball down and, and can do it. So when the ball is that close to the goal, it's frustrating. And I think the announcer <laughs> said it takes a lot of work to miss there. But, yeah, that's exactly um, what they said. <laughs> you know, we, we've seen better finishes from him this year, and I'm sure there's more to come. That just, that hurts to miss out on that, that early goal. Um, well, the, the, the hard part on it is the setup of that play was beautiful. The, the free kick to the back post where Alex Cornelli was got a perfect head on it, pretty much put it right. And it wasn't just uh, Bjorman there. I can't remember the other Orange County player that was right in the area when that header got right. I mean, perfect position, goalies out of the net. But, I mean, it was a beautiful play. It's one of those plays that I think most Orange County fans were probably celebrating before the play finished because it was pretty much one of those plays you look at is – this is a goal. I mean, it was just the beauty of the free the the free kick, the header, and where it was positioned, and where Bierman got the ball uh, with a a perfect opportunity. Um, that's I think that was the big disappointing part, and I think that was maybe sort of an omen for the night that it wasn't going to be as easy or as clinical a match for Orange County as we were hoping. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hume did a great job to get. Uh, that header back across the mouth of the goal, and then it was actually Cornelli who was up there with Bierman. Oh, so it was Hume so. that got the, the header, and then it was Cornelli. Hume, I, yeah. I knew it was and one of the big Cronally guys who, who was there, um, but Bierman opted for the shot. And hard to say if Cornelli really had the better option either. I think had he tried to shoot that, he would have been reaching for it and probably would have seen something similar. Um, so, I mean, we can only lament so much a goal that wasn't scored. Um, frustrating, definitely. Uh, unlucky. Probably a bit so. That's a difficult... Yeah, I mean, when you're five feet from the goal and the goal is completely open, you should be scoring those. But it's a difficult shot to pull off when you're sidestepping across the goal and, and the ball's coming across with some pace as well. Um, no, I, I, I get it. I get so, it. So, I mean... Well, and we had an opportunity even before that with... Um, it was... Uh, Aiden Quinn. Aiden Quinn, yeah. On a yeah. nice little, you know, he break down and just sort of got past the defense. Uh, it didn't have the greatest angle on the ball and I think Aiden Quinn is it, 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 correct me if I'm wrong but I, I'm pretty certain he's left footed correct yes so when he's on the right hand side of the goal and he's having to use that right foot I mean it's you know the off foot uh, I think is what he had to use to get that, that shot in I don't think he turned over the ball and shot it with his left and he missed it by inches to the left of the goal post I mean so those two opportunities I think were within the first 10 minutes of the match uh, where Orange County had a chance not for just one goal but two goals two opportunities to get on the uh, scoreboard first uh, so again, it was one of those things where I think by those couple of plays, I think some Orange County fans were probably starting to bite their nails at that point thinking, hey, this isn't going to be a fun holiday weekend match uh, the way things are starting off here. Yeah, I would say so. Um, the only real criticism I would ever have about Aiden Quinn um, is that he's very, very one-footed. He rarely uses his right foot. Um, taking a shot like that and would expect him to try and use his weak foot. Um trying to be clinical with your opposite foot, especially when you're like a, a playmaker, it's going to be really difficult to do. Um, but he had a few chances throughout the game, really. I was surprised with how many shots that he ended up taking. And he just got really, really unlucky throughout the match. Um, it's it's really hard to say um, if it was anything else other than in bad luck. He had one go off the post, just missed, I think, two or three shots. Um that especially right at the end of the match. 
Yeah, I think he had two. He had one like one it, three. The the third minute of of extra time, he had one that. Um, I think the goalie got it, and if if Quinn could have gotten just maybe a little bit more pace or a little bit more curve on the ball, it would have been in the net. But um, and then he had one probably what ten minutes before that that hit off the crossbar or the post or something like that. And again, it, it, it like you said, it's just sort of the shots that probably normally would go in for Orange County just weren't going in, and it, it's it has to be the the curse of the weird start time matches because it seems like when when orange county has to start a match at 12 30 1 o'clock 1 30 it sort of throws them off their their game for some reason or another definitely um i mean had any of those shots gone in quinn would have been having the game game of his life there you know it's, he probably would have had three goals and, and orange county would have won as i expected them to and at the goal uh, at the scoreline that that I would have expected as well. Well, but, and, and see, it, it's not like Seattle played a, a wonderful game. Uh, they they were good, uh, but it's not like it, it was Orange County that defeated themselves more than it was Seattle that defeated Orange County. Uh, up until their first goal, they hadn't really gotten much, you know, pressure or put much pressure on Orange County, and then they you know got a nice still somewhere around the middle of the field. Uh, it was uh, Jesse Daly got the ball, just started running with pace found his teammate uh, i forget his name but his teammate uh, got a good shot on goal uh, andre roll saved it and um, there wasn't a clearance it, what it wasn't clear just finish it if you watch the replay christian duke actually took a sort of a swing at the ball and just sort of couldn't get his foot on it he was on a weird awkward angle but it's one of those plays where even if he got just the slightest of tap on the ball it just sort of throws the ball off and then instead of the ball bouncing back to jesse daly setting up a left foot and getting a nice curl into the top corner the ball is sort of cleared out, or at least the the threat is is diminished at that point. So, again, just maybe like you said, just it was just some lucky bounces and some lucky um, or unlucky swipes, misses or swipes. Yeah, it was. But in the end, it's it's disappointing because again, uh, coming off RGV and losing the match, I think going to Seattle. I mean, anything less than three points was a disappointment and a failure. I would definitely agree. Um, with that goal that uh, Daly scored for Sounders 2, I, I do feel that Hume should and could have done a lot more. Um, not necessarily with the the first shot. Um, but the, Don't you uh, go bashing uh, the follow. Hume there, I know. I, I, I can <laughs> imagine you just breathing down my neck right now. But um, had a chance, I think, to get his foot out and, and maybe clear it a little bit farther out than the 18 where it ended up. No, I, I think so, yeah. When Daly got the ball, um, you know, after he missed that and saw that Duke was going for it, he kind of just stayed planted. And, and I really feel that he should have been trying to back up Duke there and trying to close down Daly and either prevent a shot or at least cut off an angle because what ended up happening was Duke's out there and trying to throw his body around. And he's 5'9", and you know I think Walker Hume is 6'4", uh, 6'5", like six, six, so just takes up a big. lot more space. Yeah, and... <laughs> And having Walker Hume bearing down on you is going to cut off a lot of space really quickly and force off a lot worse of a shot. So some bad luck, a defensive blunder, I would say, there. Um, and I that really sums up the first 15 minutes of most Orange County games, and that definitely sums <laughs> up the first half of uh, 12.30 and 1 o'clock kickoffs for Orange County as well. well well, and also just some of these matches against teams that they know they should win on paper, they should win, and they sort of come into it maybe a little overconfident or not as focused, and they don't turn it on until either late in the first half or even in the second half. You know, as is the case even with RGV last week, and then now with Seattle on this match, it seems like in the Seattle match they did turn it on pretty quickly, and maybe they just sort of got their their heart broken with those those chances that should have gone in, uh, maybe you know they let it get to them too much or something or maybe that gave seattle some confidence when they saw hey uh, luck's in our favor today because orange county should be up two nil but regardless of it it's uh sort of like last week i think uh, you got a chance to speak with some of the players last week after the rgv match and it was sort of that that whole thing of you know they turned it on maybe in the second half and just was either too little too late or they just couldn't take advantage of uh, what they were doing at that point yeah, we and, saw and, a lot of attacking in the RGV match, but when you're trying to 
break down a two-goal lead and you only really have half an hour to do it, it's not. There's probably some bad luck there, too. Quinn, Quinn had some really good shots, and Deerdick or whatever the guy's name is from uh, RGV was having an amazing game. So that was that was unlucky as much as it was a bad first half. And, and this one just seemed like it was more bad luck than anything. I mean, Quinn had shot after shot and, and cross after cross that was just in the right spot. And then either goalkeeping or a post was in the way or just off positioning. I don't even want to say that there was necessarily bad positioning for those misses so much as it was just unlucky. Um, with the ball going in, at the pace it's going in. It's hard to get there, especially if you're uh, if you're battling a man and, and trying to get into space. And then, uh, you know, so with this match, Orange County only picks up the one point. With it, because of the way the scheduling worked out, they did move into sole possession of second place uh, points-wise. But uh, to rub some salt in the wounds the next day, uh, San Antonio sort of helped Orange County. And, and if you look back at it now, if Orange County would have been able to win that match against Seattle, uh, things are a little bit different because on Monday – San Antonio beat Real Salt Lake, which, I mean, we should be excited for as Orange County fans, but coming off a match where we only got the one point against a bottom-of-the-table type team. I mean, I know they're not absolute bottom-of-the-table, but they're definitely one of the bottom two or three teams down there. So uh, it's just sort of, you know, a double slap in the face there. You can't get the full three points against the bottom-of-the-table team, and then the team that you're just behind and you're chasing after, they drop a match, which would have given you a chance to close that gap uh i know there's the the games in hand for salt lake but still it's disappointing on that yeah i mean right now it's only uh one game in hand for salt lake and uh it's actually two now for phoenix but currently uh sounders two <clears throat> oh sorry i got a bit of a sore throat this week but currently sounders two are uh, losing to tulsa the worst team in the league <laughs> um four two so I, I don't know what happened on, on Sunday. Maybe Tulsa is finding the goal for like the third time this season or something. I don't really know what's going on. Um, they'll be level on points, but because of the weird scoring system for the USL, Sounders 2 will still be in 16th and Tulsa will be in 17th. But those are the two worst teams in the league. Um, I don't... Bad <laughs> luck? I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, it happens. I... I expected a better performance after the RGV match, and they had a better performance. They got unlucky. Uh, Quinn got unlucky with the post a couple times, and and uh, the keeper finding the ball. Um, Bjorman got unlucky to be too far in front of that ball. It's How still, many times I, is that going to happen? You know, I don't want to sound like a jerk, and, and like you know, I don't want Bjorman to be mad at me if he's listening. But it, it, that's a goal. I mean, you have to you have to be able to put that away. Uh, I, I, I coach, you know, everyone knows I coach my son's soccer team. And one of the things I try and work on a lot is when you're right in front of the goal there, just tap it or just let it bounce off your body even. Don't even try and, like, kick at all. I know Bierman was doing that type of thing. I know he wasn't, you know, trying to rocket it into the goal or anything like that. But it's one of those things that I know is important that that should happen. You should be able to get those really close goals like that in 100% of the time. I'm not even going to be you know, I guess what politically correct would, I know that's not the right term, but I'm not even going to say 99.9% of the time. You have to get those in a hundred percent of the time. Uh, and unfortunately we didn't. And that's, I, you know, there's my rant on that. I'm not going to go on to, you know, anymore after this. I just want, I had to get it out one more time because that miss that, 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 that one got to me. Um, uh, cause again, it's, it's something that I expect, especially a professional soccer player to be able to make. And I know, uh, Bierman expects to make that also. Um, I know he knows that it was a very missed opportunity there, but um, yeah, I had to do it one more time because I was just that—that that was just the frustrating one for me. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I could say the entire game was frustrating. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was better shot later in the first half. And then... All right. <laughs> it happens. So you know what two bad games now i mean now we gotta move on right now orange county has to find a way out of this and, and get back on the winning side but before we move past this match let's do our you know typical uh player of the match in this particular match uh is there a name and it could be on seattle if you have a name you want to throw out from seattle but who would you pick as the uh the player of the match for this uh this match 
Well, if I had to pick a player of the match for Seattle, uh, I would pick the goals, goalposts in Tacoma. Um, <laughs> but it, realistically, uh, Aiden Quinn had an amazing night or amazing day. Really, I, he was unlucky for sure, but had great shots, had great passes. Um, still left the game with an assist, which is pretty typical for uh, for Aiden Quinn. Um, just maybe they'll be uh, putting him on some some finishing training this week and hope tap a couple in the next few weeks who knows yeah you know it's it's hard on this to not you know like you said <laughs> the, the goal post for for tacoma or just sort of whatever's going on in that field but yeah i guess if you really have to pick something on this uh, like you said quinn should have scored two three maybe even four goals the way he was uh getting some shots off they just weren't bouncing the right way but, yeah, I guess Quinn probably was the best in that match uh, for Orange County, at least, and probably overall in that match because the only, the only option I would have maybe for Seattle was their goal scorer, uh, who, you know, that was a nice goal. Uh, and the fact that he actually was responsible for the lead-up to that as well, um, you know, you have to maybe go and give him a little props to uh, Jesse Daly. But, uh, yeah, 1-1. Orange County drops two points in Tacoma, and now they, you know, they were on a great run of form, I think, heading into the RGV match, right, where they were, like, um, unbeaten in eight matches or something like that, I believe. Yeah, they were, then, they were touting that on social media because that's the longest the club <laughs> has ever gone. Um, and now... It's the social media team. It's apparently not just us who can jinx the team. It's also you guys, so let's <laughs> all rampant our enthusiasm i guess <laughs> and now and now we look at this now i mean are, are we on a poor run of form now i mean one point in two matches against bottom feeder teams i mean it, it has to be thought of we're we're not in the greatest form and with i think six matches remaining in the season before the playoffs come uh, maybe seven matches i don't have the schedule right in front of me uh, not the time to be tinkering with your form i mean you want to be building into a good steady run of form here heading into the playoffs Luckily for Orange County heading into this next match, if this match was, you know, two, three months ago, then we'd be looking at another bottom feeding, you know, uh, bottom of the table team in OKC Energy. Uh, but they sort of turn things around uh, about a month or two into the season. Uh, they're now actually sitting like, what, 10th or something like that in the table. That's exactly where they are. Yeah. Ooh, look, I just pulled that off the top of my head, too. I, I had looked at the table. Uh, I think when I was writing up the the recap of the game for Angels on Parade this past late Monday, because for whatever reason, my ESPN Plus wasn't letting me watch the replay of the match until like almost midnight. But I did, and I got that written down. And I remember looking at the schedule or the um, the upcoming match and seeing that OKC is right around that 10th spot. So instead of facing a team maybe that is in that level of Seattle or RGV or even Tulsa, we're now getting one of those teams that is actually sort of potentially on the cusp or on the you know chance of getting into the playoffs or sneaking in the playoffs. I don't know or I don't think OKC will be able to do that. They dug themselves such a big hole early in the season. But we can at least look at that as maybe a positive for Orange County as we're not facing this bottom of the table team. The only scary part is when we did play them earlier in the season is when they weren't so great and we sort of haven't had an easy time with them. Uh, hopefully that was such a long time ago and we have some new players here that that doesn't even come into thoughts for these players. But um, yeah, we're going to be heading back to Orange County now this weekend, this Saturday to host OKC Energy. Yeah. And it's going to be 91 degrees and you can pick up your OCSE uh, beanies and perfect day uh, to get out you those beanies. yourself. You can put those on and wear them. <laughs> perfect um, day for the bee. I know you can't plan the weather and, and I know our, all of our wonderful, uh, podcast friends out in phoenix and las vegas and uh, maybe even Oakland, okc because i think they get some hot weather out there in oklahoma too they're probably laughing at us when we're saying 91 degrees heck we'll wear a beanie in 91 degrees try it in 110 or something but yeah beanie night hot day and orange county coming in a little bit of a slump what more can we ask for <laughs> better weather <laughs> better, better weather form. a win well, you know, I don't want to say that we're actually in that bad of form. I don't want to say that two matches is enough to say that that's form. No, um, but two matches against bottom. More to have a two matches against the bottom of the table and only coming up with one point. That is almost a fast forward to bad form. Just, I mean, 
I, I, I get what you're saying, Dylan. I'm not trying to downplay what you're saying on there, but I could get two matches against quality teams and we just sort of struggled, but like these were two matches. We should, we should have left these two matches with three points in each match. And um, undoubtedly. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, rather than us just not getting the job done against teams like Phoenix or, uh, Salt Lake or you know, like Sacramento, um, I'd actually rather it be against these bottom level teams because rather than discourage the team as they're moving in the playoffs, and say, oh, okay, maybe we can't beat these teams. Maybe we can't beat Sacramento. You know, they they seem to have our card every time we play them. And for a long time, it seemed like Phoenix had a card for when we played them. Um, and they shook that against Phoenix. And we'll see how they do um, against Sacramento because I'm sure the teams will meet up in the in the playoffs. But um, against these bottom level teams, I think you know more than anything, it's just going to fire the team up. And and Cloutier and the coaching staff, I'm sure, are on the squad about this. And they're saying, guys, this is unacceptable. Because it is unacceptable. Um, like we heard in the RGB match, they hadn't even talked to the coaches by the time I got to talk to them, and they were all frustrated. None of them were happy. They all knew that something better should have been produced that night. And um, they produced something better this past Sunday, but it, between bad luck and a mistake, it wasn't enough. So I think they probably have it. To, to bounce back and to pick up three points against Oklahoma. So I have to, I guess, agree with you on that because these are veteran players. We don't have a Seattle roster of 17, 18-year-olds. We have veterans on this, this squad who know what needs to get done and who know that these last two matches are utter disappointment, especially for the fans and, and themselves, of course. Um, OKC is going to be a, a big... A big match to show the fans that yes this team is legit we're legit uh, um, contenders for making the finals and possibly lifting the trophy at the end of the season uh, up to this point a lot of fans we've been excited about it a lot of fans around the league in the usl uh, have complimented orange county on being a pretty good team i mean when we first started this podcast and we started looking in and looking into teaming up maybe with BGN, there were some of these podcasters that were excited to see an Orange County podcast joining the group because Orange County was a good team this year. They are a good team this year. But this this match is going to be this 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 stepping stone. We're either going to prove, okay, we've, we've gone through a little rough patch. Now let's turn it back on. Let's go full steam ahead to the playoffs and make a deep run. Or we can stumble again. And this is it's one of those matches. I mean, I'm looking at OKC Energy. Guess what? In their last three matches, they have two wins. Guess who those two wins were against? It was against RGV and it was against Seattle. Uh, so the two teams that we've struggled against recently, OKC is taken care of. So that's a little scary uh, when I look at the way things are going. I know OKC lost their last match against Swope Park, but still, they beat the last two teams that we couldn't beat. So, hmm, what's going to happen? Hopefully, I'm still sticking by Orange <laughs> County winning this. I, so you're, I, you're I'm great. unwavering in my, in my belief that they're going to win this match. It, I, I know I've been proved wrong twice in a row now, and I've been pretty furious two times in a row now. Um, not so much at just the performance on the field this past week, but just like how unlucky can you get, you know? Um, and it it sucks to watch that and go, okay, this ball's going in, and then it hits the post or keeper gets it or ends up 20 yards over the goal. Um, just what? what's going on but i think they've got the quality they've got the experience they should have the the desire more than anything um to get the three points this weekend uh i i've said it i think in the last couple episodes and it's this this match is three points or bust i mean this this to me right now is going to be the match that's going to determine the rest of the season i know that's sort of a bold claim to make right here but Orange County can either figure out what's going on here, fix it, and now make that push, or continue to struggle. And, and I'm going to lean to the point, if we struggle again in this match and we can't get the full three points and we can't get it, um, you know, with, uh, with a little bit of, you know, confidence out there, you know, it's going to be hard for me to say that this is a legit title contender. I'm, I'm potentially, whatever happens with this match, if we can't get the full three points and we can't look 
dominant in doing it or at least look like we're a quality team, I'm going to have to move to we're a good team, we're a playoff team, but I mean, a deep run is probably going to be our, our peak there. I hate to be so negative on this, but it's just, it's one of those things, you know, when you have these two matches that just happen, it's, it's, it tells a lot about a team if, if we're going to have a third match like that, that we struggle in and potentially drop points. Yeah, I, well, I never <laughs> thought I would be more optimistic than you. Wow. Um, I feel like the newspaper should be called. Like, all the teachers that I had in high school should be um, noted or alerted of this. Happening. Pigs are flying. But yeah, truly. I, everyone who, I think everyone who knows me would be like, oh my god, I can't believe he's actually the optimistic one in this situation. But um, I would say if Orange County doesn't pick up a result this weekend, it might be time to start asking questions of people who are maybe um, first on the on the team sheet. Um, I don't think like Aiden Quinn is an issue. Um, he's clearly trying and putting good, good effort in, but there, there might be space in the, in the squad for guys who have been in fighting and training, um, guys who are fit to, to maybe go out there and improve, I guess for themselves and, and to the coaching squad that they deserve a nod a little bit more often. Um, we've had a pretty, solid squad year round but if things aren't working out then and things aren't working out i would say three times in a row against bottom level squads then it might be time to start shaking up a couple positions just to maybe spur on everyone else and and kind of warn them that their positions aren't necessarily uh, cemented in week per week but you know uh oh in your regards to pig flying currently uh rgv and phoenix are are tied uh, at halftime time of this recording so pigs are flying all throughout the usl <laughs> real salt monarchs lost at home for like the second time in two seasons which is amazing um rgv is holding phoenix to a nil nil draw currently tulsa is uh still beating sounders too i don't know what's next who knows maybe so, uh you know maybe cincinnati loses this game or every game from here on out and makes it in the first round of the playoffs and gets knocked out who knows who knows? <laughs> well, let, let me do this before we start uh, sort of maybe wrapping up our talk about this match. I want to throw it out to the listeners out there. Uh, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, feel free to uh, tweet at us at Orange and Black Soccer Cast or sorry, at, at OCSC underscore Soccer Cast. That's our Twitter handle. Man, I got to get that right. Uh, but tweet at us and let us know, is this is this match coming up this weekend against OKC, the make-or-break match for the season, is this the match that's going to determine whether or not Orange County makes a deep run or falls flat on their face early in the playoffs? Uh, you know, tweet at us, or you can, you know, tweet at Dylan. What are you, Dylan? You're at OCSC underscore Dylan? I believe so. Something I like got to double check that. I don't even know my own handle. Let me look that up <laughs> for you really quick. Or you can tweet at me personally at DJ Ray Samora. But tweet at us, any of us. Tweet at the the any of the tw uh, Twitter handles you can think of there. Let us know what you think on this match. Uh, and then maybe next next episode we can sort of look back at some of those thoughts that you guys had. Uh, look back at my thought of this being a make or break uh, situation, and we can sort of reminisce on that. So, yeah, did you? I mean. Hell, you can tweet at the team. Yeah, my, my Twitter is <laughs> at OCSE underscore Dylan, and that's D-Y-L-A-N. If you, for some reason, spell Dylan the incorrect way, that's What the other way, way would you spell Dylan? I've seen a lot, and none of them are correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there but, we go. Yeah, no, tweet at tweet the at team us. if you want. Call them out. Um, I complained to them, I think, yesterday about wanting the, the team to pick up more points because... Like, I have no money, and I spend what little money I have going to see games and, and spending time at games and buying things at games. And, you know, if there's going to be a deep run in the playoffs, I want to be there for the final. But I want a, a home field advantage would be awesome. Because <laughs> then I wouldn't have to travel too far. Because if I have to go to Cincinnati, I will. But if I don't have to go to Cincinnati, I won't. What is wrong? What, do you, what, what problem do you have with Cincinnati, man? Well, I mean, I have no money, but also it's going to be uh, December, and I'm one of those weak Californians that if it's not like 65 or even, like, let's say, 60 to 75 degrees, I'm losing my mind. So uh, I'd also rather just not go right before my uh, my finals week. Okay. 
Makes sense. You know, so uh, any players who are listening, or anyone who has contact with the players listening, tell them to do it for me. Some <laughs> random dude on the internet who comes to these games. Okay. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's do our our normal predictions that we like to do for matches, and hopefully we don't jinx the team in these predictions. Uh, what is your prediction, Dylan, for the match? Oh man. I am really torn right now between going for a big resounding win and being very cautious. Um, I'm going to err on the side of uh, cautious optimism here. I'm going to go 2-1 Orange County. Um, I think we'll probably concede first again, but I think we'll uh, get one back and then finish it off, and we'll have the defensive quality to see it through the last uh, probably 15-ish minutes. All right. Um, you guys ready for, for my prediction? <laughs> Are you ready for this, Dylan? Are you sure you're ready for this? Oh man, I hope it's something similar to mine. Oh, you want it? You want it something similar to yours? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going for a final score of three nil. Okay. Well, that was more conservative than my blowout guess, which would have been four nil. So yeah, I didn't have at it. I didn't tell you which team's going three goals yet, though. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> now I think uh, Orange County three nil over OKC. Uh, for all I've said about how this is a make-or-break match, I, I think, and I'm hopeful, and I'm going to use the word I'm confident that this team is ready to turn around and ready to make a push into this this playoffs and make a deep push into the playoffs. Uh, and I feel like this match is one of those matches that are going to be back in front of their home crowd, a normal kickoff time uh, on a Saturday night. I, 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 I'm... I'm very positive, very hopeful in this match that it's going to end up positive for the good guys. So 3-0 Orange County on mine, and I think Aiden Quinn is going to find a way to make a couple of goals that he should have made last uh, this last week against Seattle. He's going to come good here against uh, OKC and get at least a couple goals in, in that. So I don't know who the third scorer is right now. I don't. My crystal ball isn't quite uh, showing me everything clearly. So well, you got to polish it up. It's been yeah. off, I think. Well, it's, Both it's, of ours have been pretty off the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's one of those things. I'm not going to polish it off. I, I need to see a victory first. I, I don't want to. I don't know. I it's, I feel like if I clean it, then I'm going to see bad things, and I'm trying to stop seeing those bad things. I'm hoping that by hiding it, the whole ostrich theory, you know, ostriches stick their head in the ground and everything disappears. Nothing bad's happening. Uh, maybe my crystal ball sting dirty like that. I can't see all the bad stuff happening. I'm hoping uh, the bad stuff doesn't happen. That's fair. <laughs> So can someone at the club, if we start winning matches, can we start um, polishing Richard Chaplow's head? Hey, there, hey. Like, would that be allowed? Maybe we need to ask him. Maybe uh, at this match, someone needs to ask him. Uh, you can ask him. I can ask him. Oh, leave, <laughs> I'm not going leave to. Leave me that question, huh? <laughs> I think he, if he knows who I am, he might like me. Seems nice every time I talk to him. Oh, he seems like a cool guy. So I don't need to uh, maybe risk that. I mean, he was he was on our our. Uh, first official first episode, episode yeah. we learned a, a lot about him we learned that uh that he's cried at a movie by the way dylan have you ever cried at a movie i think i i definitely have and i'm trying to think the first one um that i cried at i can remember my first one i know the most ridiculous one i ever cried at was uh goal i think it was like 2007 cool. like some i think it's some some b soccer movie yeah, it was terrible. Uh, it's a <laughs> terrible movie. Oh, okay. So 2005, goal, exclamation point. Didn't the they have, begins. Didn't they have like three or four sequels after that too? Uh, I think they had like two. Yeah, and they were even worse. But <laughs> it's um, this Mexican-American kid who gets to go play for Newcastle. And then he, like, he learns his dad, I think, has a heart attack like right before his debut or something about asthma. Like one of his teammates crushes his asthma and he like... I don't exactly remember, but I remember thinking it was so sad. And I must—I was seven when this movie came okay. out, so I started crying. Um, Makes sense. I mean, yeah, it life you. is rough when you're seven, and you're like, "Wow, I want to <laughs> be like this guy when I grow up." And then, you know, all this bad stuff happens to him. Um, <laughs> all right. Who knows? So it, at least yours was a soccer-related movie. My my movie that I—the first one I can remember making me cry has nothing to do, I think, with soccer. Well, I know it has nothing to do with soccer. Uh, but there's a movie, I don't know, maybe in the early 90s is when the movie came out. I was decently young, and it was a movie called My Girl. Uh, Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin was in there. Uh, wow. Yes, as a kid, too. It was a kid Macaulay Culkin. Uh, and I forget what the girl, but 
it's about this this girl and this boy and they're like you know what 10 years old or something like that but they have this sort of like first crush type thing it seems like or i don't know the boy has a crush on the girl or something like that girl loses a ring in the forest the guy goes the boy goes to find the forest he this boy's allergic to everything he goes in the forest there's a beehive the bees come out attack him he dies so but yeah that was probably the first movie i can think of that uh, at, at an early age that brought tears to my eye uh, what part happened. of that resonates with you i don't know like running into a forest getting stung by bees maybe I like don't know. Hey, hey, when i was a kid i got attacked by wasp i had like six or seven stings on my shoulder so maybe oh, okay. just so this is some traumatic maybe yeah maybe the bees just hit me okay so this is something you might still need to work <laughs> through who knows yeah no maybe. one bring wasps to the stadium yeah don't do that um yeah they're not fun at least with bees like they sting you one time and they're basically like kamikaze bees they're killing themselves while they sting you the wasp man they can keep going at you uh, not fun. <laughs> anyone the only that's been reason I know that bees die is because of bee movie. Anyone that's been attacked by wasps, I mean, you'll you 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 can probably feel my pain on that. And I was probably like twelve when that happened, so you know, sort of still a kid, sort of becoming a, a teenager, and just first time I'd ever been attacked by wasps. And these wasps weren't the nicest of wasps. So, all right. <laughs> There we go. What is this podcasting? Is this a movie yeah, podcast? Yeah, we're talking I, about I movies. Remember. We always get into some random stuff once we get to the second half of this podcast. Um, we have people that hate when I bring up a specific European soccer team, which I'm going to try and avoid this episode. Um, but I'm sure Dylan might bring it up because it's something to laugh at me about. But let's see how far we can go on that. Uh, let's move on really quick. Let's get back into soccer. Uh, last episode, we challenged you guys uh, because we've gotten what? We're now what 30 games into the season or something we still don't have a chant for like thomas and Volton. away from the the final game of the regular season i think how the hell long does it take to come up with a chant for a, a golden boot contender uh especially when we're getting to this point of the season so we called it out i got we got one response now the response the person said their name is gregory rawls and spells it like our goalkeeper andre rawls who knows if it's a legit person maybe it's greg's or andre's brother father whatnot um, the email address didn't seem like a legit email address, but heck, I, I'm not saying that this is complete crazy, but it was a good uh, suggestion here. Uh, let's just go simple and sweet. Everyone knows the the beat or the melody to We Will Rock You by Queen, right? How does that go, Dylan? Um, we will, we will rock you. Uh, there's usually a little bit more singing in there, not just... Yeah, uh, but we will, they're not listening will, to this podcast to hear me you. sing. But that, that would cost uh, money. this person is kidding. I'd have to pay you for that. <laughs> this person, Gregory Wallace, says, We'll use that melody and just say, Thomas and Voltson, and then do your claps or chants or, or stomps or whatever you want to do there. I mean, simple, sweet, and it actually fits with his randomly syllabled name there. So um, that's the only response we got on that. So either we don't have a lot of listeners, or we just have people that don't want to talk to us or don't want to take the time to find our contact us page on our website it might be both <laughs> or th- we didn't even get any twitter response or, uh, responses so either we have a bunch of non-twitter users that listen to us or yeah who knows but uh there's a suggestion folks i mean we don't have nothing right i don't think we've come up with one yet unless the boys in Caroline coalition have figured something out and they're going to debut something in this match but there's a suggestion uh, anyone that's going to be at the match that's part of the group that wants to chant, there's a chant for you for Thomas and Volts, and maybe you have to break that out. And it's simple, and everyone will know it. Yeah, I mean, I, I never throw my hat in the ring for any song <laughs> suggestions because I'm not that creative. Um, that remains to be seen. After I heard about the um, Volts and chant idea from Mr. Gregory Rawls, um, whoever that may potentially be, I, I maybe thought it really of is one, a Gregory Rawls. But we'll oh, you see. thought of one. You thought uh, of one. Yeah, are you willing? Um, are you willing to share? Yeah, I guess so. Why not? Um, but you got to do it there's... full on. You got to go full on. You got to okay. sing it. You got to like warm up your voice. You know, me, 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 me. Do what you got. I do. don't think I have to do that just for this okay. chant. Okay, Otherwise, I think every game I'd be sitting like an idiot out in the uh, out in the bleachers. But there's some Merry Christmas song that's by some like pop female group. I don't know exactly who it's by, but it goes Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, and then some words I don't know because I don't listen to Christmas music. But uh, that happens to fit really well with Anna Voltsen, so I was thinking, Anna Voltsen, Anna Voltsen's the man for me. So we could have something like that going on, but uh, who knows, really? I don't know. (laughs) 
we'll see what happens. Um, but we need to do it before the end of the season, especially if we make the playoffs and we have a home game in the playoffs, we have to have a chant for Thomas Innovoldson. Right? So let's let's make this happen. Whether or not you like Gregory Rawls' suggestion, Dylan's suggestion, uh, heck, there were suggestions on Facebook. We need to come up with something, people, and figure it out, and let's let's use it. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, he's still close in the, the Golden Boot race. He's in second right now um, from Lancaster, who's gotten two more goals since we last mentioned this. But And he's our leading scorer for our team, so we got to have something for him. Definitely. And he's started every match we've played this year, so. All right. I am admitting that we are long overdue in this process, but um, obviously my suggestion wasn't that great. So those of you who are more creative or think you're more creative, call me out. Call us out. Tweet at someone, at Ray, at the podcast, at me. Tweet at the club. I don't know. Tweet a video of yourself singing your idea so that we can actually hear what it sounds like. I doubt we'll get anyone to do it, but do it. Uh, Yes. Or at least tell us the song. I mean... Gregory Rollins predicted. Tell uh, us the song, and perfect. Dylan will sing it on the next episode. Am I being paid for this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we need that, folks. Let's get that Thomas Enovoldson chant going. We need one before the end of the season here. All right. Let's move on. Um, the This week, we've had a couple uh, neat little news blurbs from the club. Uh, one of them I'm excited about. Uh, some of you already know we've talked in the past about uh you know a little bit about fifa uh, the video game that you can play either on playstation xbox or if you have nintendo or pc you can do it there too but uh the club announced they're gonna start an esports team a, a soccer team uh and yeah it's it uh it's interesting uh i'm definitely interested in it i want to see what what happens with it it seems like you know you have these professional esports teams but it's sort of these one-on-one type things so it's like one player against another player and they're controlling the whole team on their end Uh, this one that orange county is joining it seems to look like it's more of an 11 versus 11 situation so you're going to be a player on a team of 11 players and you're going to play your position you're going to be your guy in your position for the game Uh, it's going to require a lot more teamwork it seems like but that's sort of on the happening there uh dylan uh what are your thoughts (laughs) Well, I know nothing about esports, despite um, Ooh, it's big. playing a lot of computer games, if I'm being honest with you. That's one of the things I spend my free time doing, and, and I've custom-built a computer and everything for it, but um, never really got into the esports scene, but I think it will bring probably more attention to the club, and that's not going to hurt anything. I saw that the league they're playing in also has a QPR's esports team, so... Um, if nothing else, that's a, a neat little connection with some people on the other side of the pond. Um, it's only a nine-hour flight if anyone wants to go to London, to Loftus Road. Yeah, to to London to go. Um, but it's it's cool, I guess. It's a nice little international um, flavor for what otherwise is, I guess, a bunch of dudes sitting and staring at a screen with the controllers in their hands. And eating um, flaming hot Cheetos and drinking Mountain Dew and whatever other stereotypes. Yeah. What other stereotypes you put on every time I gamers. talk about that, everyone says that's not, uh, the pro players aren't like that. <laughs> not um, just throwing the, the stereotypes, so what, I don't what non, <laughs> what people that don't really pay attention to it think of video gamers. It's these, these guys just sitting on their couch with Cheeto dust on their shirt and mountain, big old jug of like, some crazy colored Mountain Dew just sitting there. Uh, no, I mean, it's a legit it's a legit thing. I mean, UC Irvine, our local University of California campus, they have a full-on legit e-gaming, e- e-gaming program there. I mean, it's, it's legit. You can actually go there. I think now it's, you can go there with a scholarship for e-gaming. Uh, and, I did see that. And represent yeah, like UC Irvine as a video game player. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's a big thing. Uh, so interesting. So Dylan, are you going to try out for the team? Uh, well, I'm not applying to UC Irvine. So <laughs> well, no, no, no. no. I'm talking about for Orange County's o- team. Overwatch. Oh, oh God, no. My FIFA skills are, <laughs> um, they're pretty bad. They're definitely not pro level. Um, but I do want to just brag on myself for a second and say that I got a league two team uh, into the champions league. So, um, you know, maybe maybe there is a future there for me if I just stop everything else. But. Anyone can do that if you put the difficulty setting at r- rookie. So um, that, just, just letting you know, Dylan. Just letting you know. <laughs> okay, I'll do that next time. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I'd be very interested in it. I, I play 
FIFA quite a bit. And surprisingly, I'm really more of a defensive player when it comes to FIFA. There's a lot of, you know, when you play FIFA, especially the pros, uh, pro clubs, it's a lot of small, tiny, five foot five video game players that are super fast doing all these crazy dribbles and ball hogging. Uh, I have my guys like a six foot two center back, and I'm not trying to brag, but I feel like I play some pretty good defense. Uh, I usually, you know, get pretty good ratings at the end of the matches, and usually will save, you know, at least two or three goals on the defensive end. So uh, maybe I'll have to check in with Orange County on this once things start going. But the sucky part of it is they're going to use PlayStation, and I'm totally an Xbox person, so I might have to look. Uh, Maybe I have to check with Los Dos and see if they have an, an e-gaming team that they're going to start up and maybe I, they're going to do Xbox. I don't think you're allowed <laughs> to jump ship like that. I think you're like breaking some, some unwritten code there. I would not do that. I would not do that. Uh, okay. Um, so there you go. Esports. If, for those of you interested in that, go in, uh, to, their, uh, to the Orange County Soccer Club webpage. Actually, go to our webpage. Go into the news section and you can find the links. Uh, that'll take you to where you need to go on Orange County's website to find that information and learn more about it. Uh, and probably stay up to date if you're interested in finding out when tryouts will be for that. So that'll be interesting. Um, one last thing before we get to our wrap-up here, and that's uh, looks like Orange County Soccer Club is trying to expand a little bit here as far as uh, working with local businesses. It looks like they've worked out, uh, they're working out some sort of bar program with local bars, one of those being Knollwoods. Being, uh, I guess Knollwoods is the first official uh, partner in this bar arrangement or whatever it is uh but it's no woods is now sort of becoming an official place to go for pre-match festivities after match festivities or uh viewing parties on away matches and it sounds like the league will is going to go as far as even potentially having uh you know representatives from the club there on some of these maybe viewing parties or, or whatnot so that's a pretty interesting thing i know county line coalition they're going to go to the bar this weekend or go to no woods this weekend pre-match to sort of I guess, break in the venue. I know they've been there before, but now that it's more of an official uh, arrangement, I guess they're going to have some specials for Orange County fans too. So uh, I think you're going to be there, right, Dylan? Yeah, uh, I'll be going out. Um, won't be partaking in any of the drinking because I can't. But, um, but you can I'll eat a burger, there. french fries? Yeah, I could definitely get a burger. A Pepsi-Cola? Um, is that what they say? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not a huge soda person, really. Which okay, is then you can have uh, water, Arnold Palmer. There we go. I don't know. We, you know, I'll find something. I'll be there. So if you want to come and tell me that my my choices of drink are stupid or something, I don't know. They are. Come tell me. Um, but it seems like they've rolled out a lot of <laughs> a lot of new beers, um, and they're expanding good. a good bit, kind of updating. So we're pretty excited about it. Um, this week, County Line Coalition. I think we're going to be out there at 4 p.m. Um, so come say hi. There'll be deals with us because we're wearing Orange County stuff. Um, want to pick up a scarf or something i think we'll have some there so come say hi come have a burger come have some beer we normally order a few pitchers and just kind of share them around come get to know everyone and then uh come sit with us have some fun there you go um i'm gonna try to make it out i don't know if i'll make it out for the uh for the norwoods thing or not i don't even know if i'm gonna be able to make it out to the match uh depends on how my son my, my youngest son ended up having a fever today so depending on how he can recover from that between now and Saturday and he's supposed to have a soccer game on Saturday and whatnot so we're going to see how all that goes uh, but I'll try and make it out to Nolwoods and, and the match uh, if not Dylan will be there representing the podcast uh, like he is all the time so awesomeness yeah. so go, and go you know how to find me <laughs> I'll be the dude with the um, orange county hat and scarf and the hat is stained orange from all the smoke bombs he's setting off there you go and go support uh, Nolwoods who's sort of this first partner with orange county soccer club for an official uh, location. So that's pretty cool. All right. So uh, I think it's time to wrap things up here, move on. Um, I'm going to promise you guys, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring up that English uh, soccer team that I talk about almost every episode. I think I won't bring it up. I hate the team that beat them. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So Dylan, do you have any random thing that you want to share with everyone? Yes, sir. Um, no, I think I'm. You're good. I think I'm set. Yeah. I have to ask you. Oh, you okay. know what? I do actually have something, and then ask your question. I am thinking about getting an Orange County jersey, but I want you guys to tell me which player I should get on the back of it. Um, current leader is probably going to be Michael Seaton because because uh, he likes you know, egg bagels just like you. 
Because he likes egg bagels just like me. But also because he's a super cool dude. He is. Um, so he's been nothing but nice um, and super professional. Um, now all these other players are not going to want to talk to you after the match because you said he's super cool, but you didn't mention them. Yeah, I mean, they're all, they've all been very <laughs> cool and very accommodating and very, I'm very appreciative for them for that. Um, but yeah, no, Michael Seaton's always there to, to have some comments and uh, you know, maybe he'll be there for an egg bagel. There you go. Uh, um, yeah, so hey, tweet at Dylan or tweet at the, uh, at the podcast and let us know what player Dylan should get on his jersey. Um, or should he just go the generic route and just get no player on there, or just get like his nickname? Oh, that's not happening. I'm getting a, I'm getting a player. Yeah. What, what, why can't None you? Of that my last name. Why can't number. you get your Twitter handle as the name on there, man? O C S C underscore Dylan, and then just put like whatever cool number you can put on there. Um, I'll put my uh, my year of birth. Or you can put on, eighteen. Twitter. A, you know, we're established in 2018. 18 yeah. Maybe that's what we should do. We should get two jerseys, and we can get our Twitter handles on there, and we can go crazy. Yeah. That, that's just yeah, someone at the club uh, hook us up with that because that money would definitely be coming out of uh, me <laughs> traveling. That's coming out of the away game fund. Um, <laughs> yeah, so let us know though what uh, what jersey Dylan should get there. Uh, Dylan, I have one question for you because I sort of mentioned it when we were talking about drinks. Uh, do you know what an Arnold Palmer is? I do. All right, cool. It's yeah, yeah, fifty percent iced tea, fifty percent lemonade. Okay, cool. I, the reason I ask is I went to Del Taco my Labor Day meal. I went to Del Taco and. We ordered and I went through the drive-thru and, you know, the guys asked me what I want. I I told him I want a, this, you know, chili cheese fries, this, that. And I said, I want a, a large Arnold Palmer. And he's like, what was that? I'm like a large Arnold Palmer. Can you say it one more time? Uh, can I get a half lemonade, half iced tea? Oh, okay. Come on up. And then I pull up to window and uh, I, he's talking to like his manager or something like that. He's like, what was that drink he was saying? The manager like Arnold Palmer. And the kid's like, I've never heard of that. I'm like, really? Either, either I'm just old because I know like Arnold Palmer, most young people don't even know. They, they just associate it with the drink maybe. They don't know that he was a real professional golfer. Yeah. But I'm surprised. Good job, Dylan. You knew what an Arnold Palmer was. Well, I was raised by some <laughs> older people. so. I, I think typically most people are raised by older people. Um, <laughs> That's fair, but um, <laughs> I would say here. people my age generally have parents that are substantially younger than my parents are. Um, but... My parents are pretty freaking sweet, so, you know, maybe I'll drag them onto an episode sometime. I think we just came up with our, our name for this podcast episode, huh? Do you know what an Arnold Palmer is? <laughs> <laughs> just randomly at the end of the episode, just because we want to talk about drinks. Um, all right, cool. So let's just wrap this up before we, you know, because we got to do this because we just start blabbing on about random stuff. So we discussed the disappointment in Seattle. We previewed the matchup coming here this Saturday. Uh, both Dylan and I are hoping and pretty confident that there'll be a victory for orange county there so fingers crossed uh we talked a little bit about esports um what else did we talk about we talked about nolwood nolwood we did not talk about a epl team yeah we did not we um, didn't we didn't we talked about jerseys and egg bagels and arnold palmers and movies movies so yes you have it all truly you have it all the orange and black soccer cast the only place you can hear all that type of stuff each and every episode because we typically go crazy towards him. Yeah. Yeah. First the half is usually black. first half is usually soccer related, Orange County Soccer Club, and second half is just I don't know. A random Randoms, jumble of yeah. stuff depending on where we went with our conversation. But it is what it is. Uh if you're coming back every episode you must at least enjoy it a little bit. Or maybe you just like to punish yourself by listening to our podcast and having to hear our random ramblings. I don't know. That's another listener I think. <laughs> well, Thanks, I guess. <laughs> Well, I, I want to thank all of you that have come back each and every episode that continue to listen and support us. Uh, I know Dylan and I, we both, uh, you know, appreciate it very much because uh, it means a lot to us that there's people that want to hear what we have to say about soccer. Uh, and um, thanks for doing it. Uh, for those of you that are just joining us, this is maybe your first episode hearing us out. Check back some of the older episodes. Go onto our website. You can find all of those old episodes on there. Uh, and uh, before we go to, I need to remind everyone that the Orange and Black Soccer cast is part of Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm. Uh, you find our podcast. You can find a bunch of other podcasts for all these other teams, including the podcast for OKC uh, Energy. I think it's OKC Off the Pitch or something like that is what it's called. So go check them out if you want a, an alternate voice to hear about this upcoming match. Um, also check out Angels on Parade, uh, angelsonparade.com. They have been covering Orange County. SC for quite a while now uh, the last game I actually wrote the recap for that match uh, so don't hate on that but go check it out see what we have 
going on there. Um, you can always visit our website, follow us on Twitter, f- follow us on Facebook, all that wonderful stuff. All right. So hmm, great episode. Hopefully we'll have a great weekend. And the next time we talk, we'll have some great things to talk about. Uh, for Dylan, this is Ray, and we're signing out. Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.